When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DMBR Rants podcast. I'm Justin Michael, and we are going to take a little stroll down memory lane on this episode. Obviously, the big focus locally is the Denver Nuggets. I'm a diehard Nuggets fan, so I'm ecstatic about the fact that they swept the Lakers. But a lot of the conversations on the radio, on podcasts the last couple of days have been just kind of about Nuggets history and where these these victories over the Lakers in crypto stand. I think there's a pretty solid argument to be made that this Game 4 victory over Los Angeles was the most significant win in, in franchise history, at least since the team moved to the NBA. And that got me thinking, well... What are the most significant wins in CSU football history? It's a pretty challenging list to construct, especially considering the fact that there's over 100 years of history to go through and comparing the context of a win in the 90s versus the 1950s is challenging enough, let alone when you start getting into, you know, 1912 and stuff like that. So I decided to refine it a little bit and I ended up going with the Uh, greatest regular season wins of the last 50 years for CSU football. I will go through the greatest postseason wins as well, but bowls are kind of wonky. And even though they're a lot of fun, I love college football postseason. I kind of feel like the regular season is what tends to stick out the most historically, just because so much is at stake with every single game. I mean, if you're in a national championship, New Year's Six Bowl may be a little bit different. But I don't know. These are the parameters I went with, admittedly, to make it a little bit easier on myself. And so I didn't sit here for hours on end and go back and forth. Because I will do that. I take these types of things seriously. I don't just want to throw some random list up there. I try to take as much thought as I can, put a ton of research into it, factor in my biases and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I truly nerd out over this stuff. So I think it's going to be a fun segment. I hope you guys enjoy it. Certainly down to debate it afterwards, but just be polite. That's all. I promise you trying to rank these types of things, it's more challenging than you'd think, especially if you actually give a shit. But yeah, we'll get into it here. A brief update. I have heard that the expectation is Isaiah Stevens should announce soon, technically has until the 31st. I think that we'll know what his plans are before the end of the weekend. I will say that my gut is still that he comes back just because I don't foresee him being drafted and I still think his best path to the NBA is by leading this team to an NCAA tournament run. We'll have to see. Certainly the longer it drags on, the less confident I'm going to feel with that prediction. But that's where my mind is at as of Wednesday morning, May 24th. I just feel like his best chance of making the NBA, which is his ultimate goal, is by returning to CSU, and I'd understand if he decides to move on. Some guys are just tired of being in school. But to me, it just seems that any G League opportunities that are going to be on the table for him, any chances overseas, those will still be there next year. So why not come back, 
make some NIL money, go down as the greatest player in school history, potentially lead this team to a tournament run, get a tournament victory, something they still haven't accomplished under Medved, maybe win a Mountain West title, and then see where you're at. See where you're at a year from now. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. From what I've heard, I expect an announcement any day now, though. All right, we're going to get into that list, the greatest regular season wins for CSU football over the last 50 years. Real quick, though, get 140-plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV anywhere with Fubo TV. It's the best way to watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. And what's rad is you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial, no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You're going to get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. That's awesome. And whether you're at home or on the go, it's just the best way to keep up with everything that's going on. The WNBA is kicking off. We've got the French Open. Uh, The PGA Championship was just happening. Obviously, the Nuggets final run. Watch the Nuggets in the finals on ABC with Fubo TV. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, you guys know that we love our Breckenridge beers over at DNVR, and it's because Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew in your hands. They've been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy, which you've got to love. You've also got to love their endless variety. It's the summer, perfect time to try the seltzers. I love the sours. You can't go wrong with their lemon shandy. It's really crisp, really refreshing, perfect for a hot day. But honestly, you can't go wrong with just a classic avalanche amber ale. That's a perfect one to have with a hot dog or a beer in the backyard or a burger, excuse me, in the backyard. Have a beer with your beer. But whatever you're doing this summer, make sure you're doing it with a ice cold Breck Brew in hand and check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. All right, before we get into this list, much like the rosters that we had on the podcast these last couple of days, this is obviously a subjective process. There's going to be personal biases. For instance, if you were in school during one of these particular victories, you're going to have a much greater emotional connection. Therefore, it's going to rank higher on your personal list. I tried to really keep all of that stuff into consideration. When I was putting this together, I tried to think to myself, is this actually one of the most significant wins in school history, or is it just one that I have an emotional attachment to because it was, you know, during my time at CSU or it was during, you know, my childhood and I just, I have nostalgia. So before you attack me, I really did my best to keep all of that into consideration. Some other things that I factored into the equation when making this list If it was a win over a ranked opponent, that's obviously going to matter more. You know, a win over a big school, uh, a rival win is obviously huge. What the win meant in the context of a great season. There's just so many factors at play. And hopefully I'll do a good job of laying all that out, explaining why I picked the games that I did. We'll also go through an honorable mention at the end. And as I said, I'll also talk about the greatest postseason wins. But starting at number 10 of the greatest regular season wins for CSU football over the last 50 years is the 16-13 victory over Utah State on October 18th, 2014 in front of a crowd of 32,546, the first sellout for CSU since the 2004 border war. 
The Rams were able to survive a really tough Utah State team. That's a squad that's kind of produced some epic games against CSU since they joined the Mountain West. And this one was obviously no different. CSU came in 5-1 and one at this point. Their only loss was Boise State. I considered putting the 2014 Rocky Mountain Showdown win here. I also considered the win at Boston College. Both were wins over Power 5 opponents. Both were really thrilling games. But the reason I went with this homecoming win over Utah State, aside from the fact that it ended with a walk-off field goal and the crowd storming the field, the only time I got to do it during my student uh, tenure at CSU, it's one of my all-time favorite memories, But I went with this one to represent the 2014 season uh, more than the other ones just because at this point of the season, the buzz around the program was just electric. Everyone on campus was talking about the program. The, The local talking heads were, you know, demanding CSU to be in the top 25. The thought was that this team was for real, especially after the way the Rams closed out the 2013 season. And to win this one with so much energy in the stadium on homecoming against a tough team that had given you trouble a couple of years before, just the context of it all was really unique. It was really cool. And then the fact that it ended up playing out as this incredible game, that makes it that much better. I mean, it's tied. CSU has the ball at their own 12 with 58 seconds left. They look completely content to go to OT. Instead, DeHart rips off a 17-yard run. Then Grayson hits Rashard Higgins for a 46-yard completion on a play where everyone in the stadium knew he was getting the ball. Didn't matter, though. That's how good Hollywood was. And ultimately, Jared Roberts kicks the game winner 46 yards. Students storm the field. Totally epic night that I will remember until the day that I die. Moving on to number nine, we have the 1998 season opener. CSU goes into East Lansing, Michigan, takes down number 23, Michigan State, 23-16. The Spartans then coached by Nick Saban, but not even the greatest college football coach of all time was enough for Sparty to survive a Sonny Lubick coach squad. Michigan State jumped out to an early lead. Uh, Their running back, Cedric Irvins, had a strong performance, over 100 yards on the ground early on. You can read about this, by the way, on CSURams.com. John Hearn has a great piece on this game. CSU ultimately got back into it with a 57-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Ryan Esslinger to wide receiver Darren Hall, one of the all-time greats. And after trailing 16-9 at halftime, CSU came out in the second half and just put on a really stout defensive performance. After the MSU running back went for over 100 yards in the first half, CSU defense held him to just 19 over the final 30 minutes of play. That CSU defense featured many greats, including Rick Crowell, Clark Higgins, Joey Porter, Willie Taylor. They were just stacked. And between their really strong play and second-half rushing touchdowns from Damon Washington and Kevin McDougal, The Rams were able to take down the Saban-led Big Ten squad. It was CSU's first ever win over a Big Ten opponent, and in my opinion, still one of the more impressive wins in school history. That's why it comes in at number nine on the list. By the way, before we move on to number eight on the list, that 1998 season was really weird. The Rams finished eight and four, but did not get a bowl invite. They lost to CU, Air Force, and Wyoming. 
So kind of a gut punch, kind of a tough way for CSU's tenure to end in the whack. That was their final season in the Western Athletic Conference. The Mountain West formed in 1999, but at least it began with a win over Saban's squad in their own building. All right, at number eight, we're going back to 1986, September 6th, 1986. CSU goes into Boulder, beats CU 23-7. to This was their first win in Boulder since 1958, and it was a game that essentially reignited the rivalry with CU after the schools had not played in decades. The 80s were obviously a really bleak time period in terms of CSU football history, just did not have a whole lot of success. In 86, however, they did manage to finish 6-5. and It was their first winning season since 1980. And it all kicked off with that 23-7 to win in Boulder. Uh, I want to credit Kelly Lytle of the Fort Collins, Coloradoan. I found a piece where he actually ranked the top 10 wins in CSU football history. His format is much different than mine. But he found some stats from that game. And Steve Bartolo, the greatest running back in program history, he rushed for 145 yards and a touchdown that day. Steve DeLine of the infamous DeLine family made a pair of field goals as well. His brother Dave was actually CU's kicker at the time, so not only was it an in-state rivalry, it was an in-household rivalry. But the reason I went with this one instead of some of the other games is just the fact that it basically reignited the rivalry. Like I said, it actually took state intervention from local legislators to force CU to play CSU. And funny enough, it ended up being probably the most significant win of the 1980s for the Rams. So definitely an important game in terms of the history of the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And obviously, any time that you can win in Boulder, that's going to be really sweet. All right, keeping things moving. Number seven, we've got October 8th, 2005, Colorado State beats Utah 21-17. to This is known as the infamous goal line stand game at Hughes Stadium. Utah, at the time, considered one of the premier programs in the country, coming off of a season in which they ran the table under Urban Meyer. Uh, in 2005, they were now led by Kyle Whittingham. It was his first season on the job. He's still their coach all these years later. But this was a loss that really stuck with him, so much so that before CSU played Utah in the 2014 Las Vegas Bowl, he actually referred to this 2005 loss against CSU as the most painful of his career as a coach or player. And the reason it was so hard for him to stomach is Utah was in total control. They had Eric Weddle starring for them defensively at safety. They're up 14-3 going into the fourth quarter. But a pair of touchdown passes from Justin Holland and a 49-yard rushing touchdown from Kyle Bell put the Rams up 21-17 with 5.05 left. Utah would still have a chance after that to go down and secure a win with a game-winning drive. Kind of went straight down the field. It was not looking good for the Rams. Everybody's sweating. But after getting down to the one-yard line, Utah ran three straight plays and got stuffed on all three of them. The Rams hold, get the 21-17 win, and Hughes just erupts. Of those mid-2000s victories, this was number one for me just because 
of what Utah was in the college football landscape at that time. They were a national championship contender. And historically, they were a team that really beat up on the Rams. So to get that win in such a dramatic fashion in front of a great crowd, it was just awesome. And it's definitely one of those games that I love talking about with people that were in attendance or uh, played in it. I had Kyle Bell on the podcast a while back. I remember him talking about this game as one of the favorites of his career. Him breaking loose for that touchdown to put CSU up in the fourth quarter is a memory I'll never forget. I mean, I was a massive Kyle Bell fan. He was up there for me with BVP and and David Anderson. Like, those are my guys. Cecil obviously was awesome too. But the 34 jersey, the Kyle Bell jersey, that was the first CSU jersey I ever owned. And I just remember being so stoked for him that day. My favorite player breaking off a massive run to get a win over a team that I could not stand. And then to end with a goal line stand where you stuff them three straight times at the one, that's as exciting of a way as you can win a football game. That's way more exciting than kicking a walk-off field goal. Just because it's so rare and it's basically man-on-man, which team is going to will their way to victory, it was an epic win. And honestly, the only reason it's not higher on the list is just because 2004, 2005, kind of disappointing seasons for CSU with how they played out. All right, at number six, we go way back to 2002, August 22nd, the opener. Colorado State goes into Virginia and wins 35-29 in front of a national TV audience. As John Hearn, CSU historian, wrote in his piece commemorating this back in 2017, uh, this was actually the earliest regular season football game ever played in school history, August 22nd, so super early. But it was a really stellar game, and obviously it kicked off one of the more fun seasons in school history. Starting for CSU under center was BVP. For Virginia, you had Matt Schaub, who obviously went on to have a pretty decent NFL career. But the MVP of the game, the star of the show, was Cecil Sapp. He had 178 yards on 25 attempts. He had two rushing touchdowns, including a 72-yarder in the first half. After the Rams had settled for field goals on their first two scoring drives of the game, Cecil the Diesel broke it open with that big-time touchdown run. Uh, Then BVP threw a 34-yard touchdown pass to put CSU up 19-7 at halftime. Unfortunately for the Rammies, a Virginia team that was really quite good and finished the season in the top 25 came storming back in the third quarter. Uh, It was tied 29-29. In the fourth, at that point, the Rams regained the lead 32-29 with a 46-yard field goal from Jeff Babcock, his fourth of five field goals. Dexter Wynn picked off Virginia, and if CSU could have gone down and scored a touchdown, it would have been game over, unfortunately, held to another field goal. So they were up 35-29, kind of left the door open. Virginia proceeded to drive all the way down the field. They went the length of the field in less than two minutes. But uh, freshman quarterback Marquise Higgins, who was in the game at that point, went for the goal line, dove for it, and fumbled. CSU recovered, were able to hold on for the win. And looking back, it's just one of those significant moments, you know, when you have a double-digit win season, you kind of need a couple of lucky breaks. And, you know, the Rams very easily could have lost this game in a heartbreaking fashion. And then who knows what their mindset is going into Colorado the next week. We'll obviously get to that 2002 Rocky Mountain Showdown win later on in the list. 
But the win over the Cavaliers, definitely one of the more impressive in school history, especially considering I was on the road. It was really hot that day, really humid as well. And the fact that they were able to hold on just kind of speaks to the toughness of that group. And unsurprisingly, they went on to have one of the more exciting seasons in program history. All right, brief recap. So far, we've got the 2014 homecoming win over Utah State, the 1998 win over number 23 Michigan State, the 1986 victory over CU in Boulder, the 2005 goal line stand victory over Utah, as well as the 2002 season opener, a 35-29 road victory over Virginia. I will give you five through one on this list in just a second, but when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case, no fee while they work on your case, and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Also, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. You can also shop the entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Cool, cool, cool. At number five on our list, we're going back to November 5th, 1994. Uh, A lot of the most significant wins in program history from that 1994 season, as you will see. The Rams beat Wyoming 35-24 to behind an epic comeback. They were trailing 24-7 to in the third quarter, but actually used a really shocking fake punt to keep things alive. Then went on to score 28 straight unanswered to beat Wyoming. Afterwards, the fans stormed the field. They tore the goalposts down. They carried them around town. And ultimately, the goalposts ended up at CB and Potts, the old location, obviously, in Campus West. Depending on how old you are, you may have no idea what I'm talking about. But I feel like the majority of my audience is older than me, so they know exactly what I am mentioning. But this win over Wyoming was big for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, that 1994 campaign, one of the most epic in school history. But the game before, it was actually two weeks, they had a bye in between. But the game before, the Rams lost to a top 20 Utah team. It came down to the final minute. It was CSU's first loss of the year. 
And given the way that it played out, you know, it was a game that came down to the final minute. It very easily could have been a situation where it compounded into the border war, especially after going down big. Instead, they find a way to pull out this dramatic comeback, rattle off 28 straight to beat their biggest rival. Like, it doesn't get any crazier than that. That's what college football is all about. Same goes for the celebration and the way that the students stormed the field and tore the goalposts down and carried them around town. I mean, I love that story. I absolutely love it. I would have given anything to be there for that. The fact that the greatest season in school history happened one year before I was born is really a gut punch. But if they wouldn't have beaten Wyoming... You know, who knows how it ends up finishing. We're going to talk about two more games from this 1994 season over these final four games. Uh, by beating Wyoming, it put CSU from number 14 in the poll to number 10. And it was just a really cool moment in school history, especially with the way that all of it played out after the game and just how it became a town-wide celebration. I mean, that really is what college football is about, community and something greater than oneself. It's it's just really special and ended up being an even more sweet weekend for CSU fans too, because Utah, after they had given CSU their first loss of the season, ended up falling to New Mexico that same day uh, after cracking the top 10. So double win. All right. Being completely honest with you, I struggled with four and three and I flipped them back and forth a bunch of times. I think uh, it's really six, one way, half a dozen, the other, I think one and two are, Pretty hard to argue, and many of you probably already know what the two games will be. Uh, But at four, I am going to keep it in the 1994 season. September 17th, CSU beats BYU 28-21 to on the road in one of the most hostile atmospheres in the game. I mean, BYU in Provo in the 80s was a wagon. But even in the 90s and really to this day, it's still one of the tougher places to play. Really passionate fans. But the Rams found a way to get it done. They were led by quarterback Anthony Hill. He had a rushing touchdown in the game, as did running backs E.J. Watson and Lennis Brown. But the most crucial score, arguably a 30-yard pick six from legendary CSU safety Greg Myers, still to this day one of the more athletic and impressive defensive backs to ever come through the program. And when the lights were brightest, he was a gamer. He was a guy that always showed up for CSU. And in front of over 60,000 fans, he came up with a big one in this game as the Rams were able to go into Provo and take down a top 25 BYU team. Really the statement win that got the fun started for the Rams in 1994, team that went on to win the WAC and finish 10-2 and ultimately ranked 16th in the country after falling to Michigan in the Holiday Bowl. All right, at number three, we have arguably the craziest comeback in CSU football history. A lot of people point to the New Mexico Bowl in 2013, and that was certainly wild, and we'll talk about that briefly at the end when we get into some of the greatest postseason wins. But I'm going with the 1996 road win at Air Force. The Rams were down 41-14 to in the third quarter. Falcons quarterback Bo Morgan's going absolutely wild, has four rushing touchdowns already. And all of a sudden, in that second half, the game just completely flipped. The Rams rattled off 28 straight, and they completed, at the time, the largest comeback in NCAA football history that's since been surpassed. 
but it was huge because it kept CSU's whack title hopes alive. Unfortunately, would lose a heartbreaker to Wyoming in the season finale. Uh, that's probably Wyoming fans' favorite win ever. I know it is for my guy Cody Tucker. But the reason that this one ranks so high for me, one, it's an in-state rival that has really been a thorn in the side for CSU going back to the 80s. Even Sonny Lubick greatly struggled with Air Force. When you look at some of these really successful seasons in the late 90s, early 2000s, Air Force was a problem for the Rams, and they obviously still are a problem for the Rams. But to pull off this comeback on the road in such dramatic fashion and to end with just a crazy diving touchdown catch by Jeremy Calhoun with 45 seconds to play. Moses Moreno kind of tosses it up and somehow Calhoun comes down with it. It was insane. But the fact that it was at the time, the largest comeback in NCAA football history and the fact that it came against air force to me, that makes it stand out more than some of the other wins, uh, more than some of the other great wins, I should say. And that's why for me, it comes in at number three, but at number two, drumroll please, we've got the 1914 victory over number seven Colorado, August 31st, 2002, game at Mile High Stadium in Denver, most famously known for BVP's head spike in the end zone, as well as his post-game comments where he referred to the Buffs as the sorriest number six team he had ever seen. I think they were number six in the coaches poll. But, I mean, in terms of satisfaction as a CSU fan, this is about as good as it gets. You beat a top 10 Buffs team in front of 75,000-plus in Denver, and the game-winning touchdown is a 23-yard scamper from your quarterback, whom everybody loves, and he spikes it off Roderick Steed's helmet. I mean, goddamn, they don't make him like BVP anymore. Nowadays, it would absolutely be a penalty. It'd be an unsportsmanlike, if not an ejection. But it didn't even get a flag that day. Just nothing. It was awesome. They were letting him play. And then he comes up to the post-game scrum or whatever and just lets the buffs have it. Calls him the sorriest number six team he's ever seen. I wish there was more of that. In college football today, everything's become so proper and polite and all about protecting your brand and not upsetting anyone and i get it but like if clay millen were to go into boulder and ball out and csu were to just you know beat cu after all that attention and then you know clay dropped a prime joke or something like that think about how ram fans would react to that that reaction would be like a late 90s wwf crowd when the rock came out or stone cold or something Can I get a hell yeah? Showing my dorkiness a little bit with the wrestling references, I guess. But undoubtedly one of the greatest wins in school history. The most significant win over CU for sure. And I would say that just for me personally, this was probably the game that really made me fall in love with college football because of the intensity and the attitude. BVP was a badass and I ate it up. But that's number two. Number one, pretty easy. October 8th, 1994, CSU goes into Tucson, takes down number six, Arizona, 21 to 16. Quarterback Anthony Hill and receiver Justin Scholl, they connected twice for touchdowns in the game. 
The highlight, though, obviously the 77-yard scoop and score from defensive lineman Sean Moran, dad of Jack Moran, 2024 CSU commit. But this was a big-time game. CSU was 5-0 and coming in. They had already beaten BYU. Arizona, 4-0, and ranked 6th in the AP poll. They were Sports Illustrated's preseason pick to win the national championship. And CSU went in there and just ruined all their plans. The biggest highlight was the 77-yard scoop and score, but safety Greg Myers sealed the deal with a pick. Again, when the brights were lightest, he always seemed to make the biggest plays. And nearly 20 years later, still easily revered as the greatest win in school history. This was the win that really put Sonny Lubick on the map nationally. This season did too, but I think this was kind of the I'm him moment for, for Sonny. And for a CSU fan base that really had not had much to be proud about over the years, this was such a significant moment. I mean, you had to watch CU technically share, but win a national championship a couple of years prior. You had the 1990 Freedom Bowl against Oregon, but really just had not accomplished a whole lot. But that obviously all changed when Sonny Lubick came in the door. And for a decade plus, the Rams went on to have unprecedented success it all really starts though you know with this with this massive win over Arizona that game is available on YouTube if you want to go back and watch it really high quality broadcasts got uh, Drew Goodman on the call which is really fun to see if you're a Rockies fan you know who he is obviously long time play-by-play man for the Rocks friend of the pod as well has been a guest on the show But if you're a CSU fan and you've never seen that win over Arizona, highly recommend that you go back and watch it. I wish that uh, CSU would make more of these great games available. I don't even know if that's something that they have the ability to do. But the more this type of stuff is accessible, the more younger generations are going to be aware of the, the history. And that kind of stuff matters, you know. But I think it just connects so much more when you can actually watch the game and see the talented players yourself versus just reading about how great someone was. Anyways, I hope this was a fun concept for you guys. Uh, I do want to shout out uh, Kelly Lyle of the Fort Collins, Coloradoan. He has an article that goes through uh, what he believed to be the top 10 wins in CSU football history that published back in 2015. That references some of the wins from uh, the early 1900s, 1950s, stuff like that. That's kind of fun to go check out as well. Uh, I'd also highly recommend you read Anything and Everything by John Hearn, CSU historian. He does some great stuff for csurams.com, but his book on CSU history is also just a tremendous resource for anybody that wants to be more uh, knowledgeable on the subject. Just briefly here, I did want to acknowledge some of the greatest postseason wins, how you compare them versus the context of like beating Arizona In uh, 1994, I think that gets kind of wonky, so I just decided to make it its own deal. Uh, Number one, I think it's Missouri. I think it's the 1997 Holiday Bowl. At that point, they had already been to the Holiday Bowl twice, but came up short both times. They lost to number 20 Michigan in 1994. Uh, That was 24-14, so a competitive game. And then in 1995, they returned and lost 54-21 to number 10 Kansas State. So to finally break through in 1997 after not getting a bowl invite in 1996 despite having a winning record, that was huge for CSU. It was 
one of the all-time significant seasons, 1994, 1997, 2002, any way you shape it, those are the three most as significant modern seasons. But that would be number one for me. Uh, number two would be the Washington State win, 48-45, December 21st, 2013, one of the craziest comebacks, one of the most exciting games in college football history, period. That game is also available on YouTube. Certainly recommend watching that one. Uh, finally, we've got the 1990 Freedom Bowl victory over Oregon, 32-31. to Talk about some crazy uniforms. Look like both teams were made with highlighters or something. But this was a really significant postseason win for CSU. The 80s were brutal. Earl Bruce comes in, legendary Ohio State coach, finally able to get the Rams to break through, win a postseason game. That was one that really stood out to my dad because he was a CSU student back in 1990. Before we go here, I'm just going to rapid fire through some honorable mentions. I'm going to miss plenty of significant games, I'm sure. Um, you know, last 50 years, there's quite a few of them. But November 3rd, 1990, CSU beats number 19, Wyoming, 17-8. to You don't reach a bowl game without that win. To beat a top 20 Wyoming team was really huge for a Rams team, especially coming off, off of just a brutal decade in the 80s. Uh, number, it's, I guess it's not numbered anymore, uh, 1997, December 6th, CSU beats UNM 41-13 to in the WAC championship game. 41-14 CU victory in 1999, the tear gas game. 2000, the 28-24 victory, that one almost made it. Uh, they beat Cal 23-21 on September 6, 2003. I got sentimental, and I almost included Sonny Lubick's final game, the 36-28 win over Wyoming to end the 2007 season. I also almost included the final game at Hughes in 2018, or a 16, excuse me, win over the Lobos, but I don't know. I struggled just because neither one of those seasons ended up you know, meaning a whole lot, uh, unfortunately. In 2013, CSU beat Air Force 58-13 to in the regular season finale. Just with how Air Force has owned the Rams historically, I thought that was a big moment uh, under Jim McElwain as well, kind of signifying that that program was in the right direction. You could throw the 58-27 win over Oregon State to open up Kansas State into the conversation the 34-27 win over Arkansas in 2018 as well. But the toughest omissions for me personally, probably the 2014 Rocky Mountain Showdown, one of the more fun games for me as a student. I felt like that game was significant just with the way that it kicked off that year. Uh, the Boston College win, I thought, really could have made it as well. I ultimately went with the Utah State homecoming win because it was in Fort Collins, the walk-off storming the field, all that. But I just wanted to make sure that especially these teams from the 90s, 2000s, uh, the 86 went over CU were all represented, and I didn't want to get too caught up with my own uh, personal biases or experiences and whatnot. Anyways, I hope this was a fun one for you. I certainly had fun diving through the history. I love doing this type of stuff. If there's any more historical type things you want me to explore this off season, especially send it my way, tweet it at me, email me, whatever. I love suggestions. I'm always uh, open to doing stuff that you guys want to listen to. You know, I mean, you guys are the reason I do this pod. So, you know, if you, if you want me to do something, just shout it out. All right. That's all I've got for today. 
hope everybody is uh, enjoying their spring, summer, whatever it is right now. Much love, y'all. Peace. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on that.